this episode of Madhouse, we speak with Claire, the owner of Rocker Jewelry, about jewelry design and the impact of good design. Enjoy. I shall put like you know, put that song my here. Okay, l- I guess my whole face should either be out or just uncovered. Uncovered. This this. So like a hijab, she just get your hijab. No hijab, please. I'm not. No, can't get my hijab. Hijab, just like. Like what, just oh, his job is the guy, right? Or oh, you mean the 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 the? Because <laughs> I thought you were saying like hajat and. This is the worst podcast. <laughs> Person doesn't know anything about Islam. I don't. I really don't. This is bad. Okay, cool. Okay, so uh, yeah, mm-hmm. for all those people listening to this podcast, first tell us about uh, what you do. Okay. Yeah, tell us what you do. As I try to figure out why your volume is so low. Sad. Okay, mm. so basically, I'm obsessed with design, okay. but more on, I don't know if people call it the vanity side, I'm obsessed with fashion. I remember even in when every time when we were in school, mm. I was in, the biggest deal for me was okay. clothes, what I'm accessorizing with, all that stuff, okay. when we were kids. I remember my mom went to, I think, Zimbabwe for like a weekend, mm-hmm. and um. At that time, I don't know what the shoes are called. Uh, they are this specific kind of sandal which guys wear, and every kid had them at that time. And I, d- my sister and I, crocs. didn't have them. No, Crocs, man. <laughs> didn't Crocs? No, not Crocs. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what I'm are they called? Like I know the name, I've forgotten. Just the basic men's sandals, but every kid had them at uh, that time. Sandals. <laughs> not sandals. There's something else. I should know. Anyway, so I got uh, cardboard, super glue, mm-hmm. and thread. Okay. So then I used the compass, put a hole in it, all that stuff, glued the stuff together, put them on. They crumbled out of immediately out of the door, eh? yeah. like like sitting. But I was hooked like from then on. That was it. Yeah, like this the plant. <coughs> and I think it was like a seed planted at the back of my mind because I didn't know when I grew up. That it's what I'd want to be. You know, when you're a kid, everyone asks you what you want to be. A doctor, Engineer. a teacher, <laughs> okay. a nurse. Uh-huh. I have a cousin who wanted to be a maid. <laughs> a anything, maid. yeah. As in anything besides... I... It... How do I... It, no one yeah. in my family went this route. Because okay. everyone is <coughs> either like a doctor or a lawyer or... A, no lawyer, architect, stuff like that. Oh, Karina, we're going to shout yeah, you out Karina. in the podcast. Yeah, but yeah, on the design <laughs> side, not the. Yeah. So I think uh, maybe apart from my grandma, because she did like, let's say she had her machine and she'd sew. I'm the first yeah. one who has made this like a profession, a career, and I'm really serious about it. Cool. So yeah. first tell us about this cool fashion brand of yours and what it means so and how it started. Okay. Story. How did it start? Were you like bored and then like, hmm, how can I fly? Okay, how it started was the story I've just told you, the seed planted with the sandals. Okay. Because it's basically accessories, but okay. more on the jewelry side okay. because it's what I could um, uh, master. Okay. You know, if you can't use a sewing machine, you can't. <laughs> but yeah. if you can, if you can, uh, if you can uh, imagine like a necklace. Yeah. You can find a way to do it if you don't know how to use the equipment. It's easy. Yeah. So basically, I remember we, we'd left our uh, campus and 
you know, getting jobs right out of campus. So um, I had this fridge. My sister and I had this fridge which our mom got us, which we used in campus. So then a we fridge. sold it. Yeah. A fridge like a to fridge. get like a startup capital. <coughs> so we sold it. I went to like some guys around the corner who sell, who take stuff. But it was like a new fridge. It was painful to give it away. So sold it, got startup capital. Thus, then started making stuff, you know, like family, you know. But of course, you know, when you start with your initial design work, yeah. usually it's hideous. <laughs> but you think it's all that and bombastic because mm. you're like, I have this great idea. Your pictures. No, but oh. as in people who followed me on Facebook then. Uh, so, so the you stuff think it's hard to go back it was five years on Facebook. Was it five years? Oh man, I'm old. Seven years behind. Yeah. Oh yeah. Old woman. It's not that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm old. Yeah. So we get our first. I got uh, the first startup capital, and then that was it. Just went. uh, I was told the best the best place to get this stuff uh, affordably was um those the. Near the park, those areas. Okay. Yeah, so I got the stuff, made my first... You know, of course, my first clients were like aunties. Mm-hmm. Even when the stuff was hideous, they put it. <laughs> even, you know, aunties, even though you tell them something, is like 200,000. If they're supporting, they just buy it because they feel moved when they see their mm-hmm. niece or mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> doing something. <laughs> so I sold them my... Right. Yeah, nef- I just sold my hideous stuff. Then after that, because <coughs> I was so convinced I still wanted to be in finance, mm. so then I got my first job, okay. and then I left so that completely. At Orient Bank. What were you doing? At uh, cash. Uh, sometimes I'd be in the back office, sometimes I'd be... They'd switch, they'd switch me up and down. Okay. Yeah. And then I moved. I was there for like th- uh, three years, okay. but I did cash mostly. Okay. Most of the time, I wanted to gouge my eyes out. I <laughs> hated it. I the, like I can't express how much I d- like. At first, I liked it because yeah. you know your first job, what? But then, at some point, you realize that you have so much more to offer, okay. and if you don't see that for yourself, mm-hmm. then no one else is going to believe in you. Sure. So then, <coughs> I think what actually started frustrating me is every time I met a client. Mm-hmm. They were always complimenting my jewelry all the time. And this was now like two years later. Mm. So, of course, like, like the right stuff I thought was crazy cool. switched. Yeah, like yeah, I was crazy switched. No, like, right <coughs> now, I mean, mm-hmm. those were not here. She has sort of done like a pal on this side and earring on the other. You know? I'm like, yeah. War up. <laughs> this, is like, this is like a sock dilemma. <laughs> a sock dilemma. You know, like when you like see a pair of socks? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Find the other pair. So, and it's like have a black pen, like a white pen. I like did that yesterday, pe- actually. And like, okay, let's just put them black I did that socks. yesterday, but my boots were covering them. So, that's what you're doing with earrings right now. Feels like yeah, the same thing. exactly. Hey, pals, yeah, so, yeah, so you just switch it up. And that's the thing I love about design. It's not, you know, <coughs> what I've realized is people will call you You'll be a maker if you're someone who follows trends. If you're obsessed with trends, in my opinion, you're not a designer because design is invention. It's uh, seeing something and creating something new from the same object that you see all the time. That's design to me. But then (coughs) you'll find some people who feel what you're doing is not worthwhile. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Because, I know, maybe because you don't have a title. You know, mm. stuff like that. Mm. But stuff like that doesn't bother me because <coughs> I love what I do. Yeah. To be honest, I know I'm good at what I, I do. I don't, I'm not trying to toot. <laughs> yeah, but I know I'm good at what yeah, I, I do. Mean it's good to be very self-aware. Yeah. Mm. I don't want to be like arrogant, but I'm just self-aware because mm. you need to know your worth. So I was still I was saying, yeah. the frustration came because <coughs> I used to be at the bank. Yeah. So it will not be in the beginning, let's say if I was in the, of course, we're even supposed to look for clients if I was in the field mm. or even if I was at the bank itself, which I was 99% of the time. Yeah. Uh, and then clients would walk up to me all the time and ask me where I get my jewelry. Oh, okay. So this is like people walking through the bank? Or yeah, the no, like clients mm. and they'd be right in front of me. Even when I'd just be like outside, let's on the phone. Mm. Someone would walk up to me and be like, like, where did you get that thing? It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, then I'd be like, oh, I made it. You know, I'd start a story and then they'd tell me, so you're letting someone, you're working for people, mm. yet you have, you can do something like that with your hands. Yeah. <coughs> and not only you're not doing it, you're not just doing it with your hands. The idea yeah. behind it is mm. really good. Mm-hmm. So clients kept telling me that, and then, like, I think my breaking point was when, uh, you didn't pay her salary on time. No, that stuff doesn't happen in banks, man. They'd be riots. <laughs> <laughs> they pay salaries on time in banks. They don't do that stuff. Yeah, Orient bank keeps salary. Yeah, Orient. Yeah, I survived. <laughs> so. I don't remember what my breaking point was, actually. I think it was just l- uh, a rolling ball. At some point, I was just like, I can't do this so anymore. Did, did you just, like, resign and then just go home? No, actually, I resigned the first time. <laughs> the and first then I went back and got my job back. This is interesting. This is kind of... I sound so unserious and it's kind of ridiculous on me. Uh-huh, so, tell us, so, uh-huh, you're like so I was like, I'm done. I'm no, not doing no. But the first time I resigned, yeah. I had like I actually had prospects in um, what you like dealing farms. What uh, th- these market farms like yeah. farms like Diane Blair farms like that. Yeah. Then it didn't pan out. Yeah. So then. I had to go and get my job back. <laughs> I didn't go so crawling on my knees, yeah, but, like you know. How did this, how did this, tell us how this, this, this worked out. Cause this um, uh, let me see. So I just go back to work. You know, I go to work on Monday. I'm supposed yeah. to be serving, uh, doing my last month. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, my... Is this after you figured out other things are not going to work out? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't just decide that I'm going to leave without a plan. Mm. Yeah. So I I already had stuff that was going to work out and then I don't know what happened, but then I don't know I actually don't remember what really happened because the person I was talking to I think maybe left or an or I don't know what happened, but yeah. it didn't pan out. That's just it. Okay. So then I go and tell my boss <laughs> That you know, since I'm still within my your last month, eh? yeah. Let's just cut let's just let's let's forget, let's about, mm, let's just forget <laughs> about it. We laughed about <laughs> it. Thank God, <laughs> it was. I I did wasn't like a big deal. So w- everything was just, you know, taken back. Okay. Yeah. So and I'm I'm happy anyway. They were happy to to Continu- keep me to yeah to continue the contract. Cool. So I stayed, but then so that was a year before. Okay. Then. A year later, I'm like, okay, now for real, I'm done. 
<laughs> this time I'm not kidding. I am done because now I was just fed up. I knew inside me, like I had this desire to create. And I wasn't letting it jump out of me. As long as I was here at this job where I am at from 10 to like 7 every single day. Uh, five days a week. It didn't give me a lot of time. Uh, all these ideas were just in a book that was closed in my room at home. I couldn't even do anything yeah, with them. I guess because you were for sleeping. For, for sleeping and just frustration. <laughs> and You know, the thing with me is if I'm not, if, if I'm not like using my full potential i'm the most irritable person you can you don't want to be around me i'm irritated i'm moody like me if i want to do something i need to do it yesterday or else i'll throw someone off the balcony or i'll jump off myself <laughs> it's one of the two okay hope you're not going to call like suicide uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't know Hopelands. <laughs> you need help no you need counseling. i just I know what I want, and I go after it. And that's one thing, actually, a lot of people notice about me. I don't back down. If I want something, I'm going to do it. If you if you believe in me, <laughs> that's nice. If you don't, that's also up to you. you know. <laughs> so then, um, so this time I was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm not, I'm never working in a bank again. Yeah, so then I leave. Then, you know, I leave and then have this, you know, having the self-reflection, stuff like that. And then, actually, that's when I realized that finance would never make me as happy as I thought it would. In in campus, I was like, all about finance and math. I was obsessed with it. Then I realized after working for three years, that I actually don't like it as much as I thought I did. Yeah. Now I realized I just like, maybe I, I like it, but now I love design. Okay. And I actually did. Because I did art in O-level. Yeah. And then in A-level, all I used to... The way I'd play with my art is in what I was wearing. Yeah. Or with my hair. Or with my... I don't know. Anything. As well, or I'd rip up my clothes and do something different. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Let's cut them or rip them up. Or rip them up and join this to this. Or do that and that. That's the... Because... <coughs> another thing about me is I get when it comes to like anything in life yeah. fashion mainly that's why I know it's what I'm meant to do yeah. I get bored very easily so me I know that once I'm bored I'm, I'm done with that now it's time to move on like to the next thing mm-hmm. so then also oh, then back to this time moment of self-reflection yeah. Yeah, self-reflection self- what does self-reflection look like what it looks like, yeah, you know, loneliness in a room alone. You're just sitting like me, sitting in a room is alone with gummy bears, and just. Are you saying is it mo- a moment of asking a lot of questions, or is it a moment of just like some sort of mild fr- frustration? It's not mild for me. It wasn't mild. It was extremely frustrating. It wasn't mild at all. If for people it's different, like yeah. for people, some people it's mild, some it's, you know, like, oh, you know what, I'm going to do this thing now, you know, yeah. I've reflected like for a minute, I'm done. For me, it was like two weeks. No, uh, let me see. It was like two months, actually. Okay. And then towards the end of the two months, it uh, when I realized what I wanted to do, I, I like I was done with it. I didn't care what anyone said to me. Uh, and then... So I it took me like two months to realize that 
I can actually do it. I don't have to. So it, well, this moment is like a moment of like self-doubt-ish in a way, right? Is that what you're saying? Like the self-reflection step? Or in, was it like a moment where like kind of feeling self not sure of the, no. the jump you've just made? Sure I was extremely forward. sure. You know, when I decided, like I said, me when I decide I'm going to something, eh, you can't stop me. So yeah. when me and uh, I got up and decided I'm going to be in jewelry design, mm. uh, initially I wasn't really interested, let's say, in fashion in yeah. general, but yeah. it's something I'm um, garnering for now. Okay. I, I'm in love with it as well now. Okay. But for me, at that time, it wasn't, it wasn't mild. Because all my life, all I knew is wanted to do math and finance. Then I'm here, 20-something, deciding I'm going to change my career. I never even knew that mm. I could change my career. I, I, I don't even know. I don't know to what to say. Yeah. So it was a big deal for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it was just a reflection of the jump. Like sort the of jump, of yeah. Like saying, oh my God, I have just done something. I've just done something. Uh -huh, exactly. I've just done something because I made up my mind. So I was like, no, I can't turn back. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't keep yo-yoing. No, yeah. you're here, then you're there. So I, I was like, I don't know, I even told, I told my sister Karina yeah. that this is what I'm going to do. She was scared in the beginning. She was like, who in Uganda makes money <laughs> doing that? Yeah. But then the thing is, I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe it's. I don't know if I should call it ambition or faith or drive. I just don't believe that if I want something, I can't have it. Okay. It doesn't make sense to me. I was in. Who creates you to be miserable in life? You're working a job eight to five every day, yeah. five days a week. Yeah. Uh. Three six uh the whole year yeah. till you're fifty when yeah. you retire and your what you're saying to yourself is anyway at least I have my family I go home <laughs> you know we cook like big breakfast on Sundays you know <laughs> and then I have fun with my kids and uh Monday's <laughs> back I d I don't think that's what life is it okay. doesn't make any kind of sense to me okay. maybe in the beginning when you're trying to figure it out which is what I went through okay. but at some point you know to be life is about purpose what yeah. makes you happy yeah if you're doing something that makes you happy without a doubt if you don't doubt yourself yeah. you're going to make you're going to succeed yeah. and you know you'll make the money you make the people you're meant to meet and yeah. you won't even realize it's happening yeah. you'll sleep two hour days and you won't even care because you're just so pumped <laughs> every time pumped. every time That's you sit pumped. down to do this thing you're like oh man this the, the excitement i feel to wake up every day that's how i used to feel when I was doing this. And before, that's how I'd feel when I'd be doing like math-related things. Then one day I woke up and that excitement was gone. It was completely dead and <laughs> I'd get irritated every time so I had to do it. No way. It will never, because like I said, a seed okay. was planted. Yeah. I, I've always loved art. That's just the thing. It's just I pushed it to the back because you know the mentality of many people here. You can't make a career out of art. Yeah. You can't... Uh, no one takes you seriously when art is... Uh, art is not... Is As in, are you really using... What are you really doing when you're an artist? Mm. But it's actually... Art is actually a lot of brain work. True. It is... You know, I saw a statement the other day. Yeah. I posted it and I took it down. Where Albert Einstein actually said, creativity is intelligence having fun. Yeah, it actually, actually is true. because 
if all of us are meant to do like one thing in life, who will do the other? True. Yeah. Materials are there to be used. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I'm passionate about using them, I'm going to use them. I'm not going to just sit there and look at them while I look at people in hideous stuff. And I'm like, if I were that chick, I would have done it like this or moved this here or done this like that. You know, thinking yeah. about it all the time, your yeah. mind is always racing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I, that's design for me. Exciting. So, I ma- so yeah, I mean like so. So then that's how Ruka is born. Ruka is born. Yeah, that's, that's how Ruka is born. So Actually, yeah. Ruka, I know if you were saying something. <laughs> no, okay. Ruka, uh, at first it wasn't Ruka. I first called it Fly Butterfly. That's a lame lame name, but I think I was passionate about that name because as um. Why butterflies? I'm looking. I was looking at freedom. Ah, okay. No, no, freedom to do what you a lot of people in um when in fashion yeah. or in the design field yeah. that's the where they that's what they think about. If you can just let me do what I do really well, yeah, then you'd be happy with the outcome, yeah. the product. Because yeah. with design, the in my uh, in my it's not even an opinion, it's the yeah. truth. The only way to be the best at what you do in design yeah is to have your aesthetic. So if you let people come in, I remember when I went for this um, something called uh, CIDEA, Culture and Development in East Africa, my yeah. friend uh, uh, forwarded me to it. So yeah. then I applied, I got in, and then we did. So it was like, um, what do you call this? A boot camp. Okay. So we get there. Sorry. We get there where, so where we meet so we had this uh, boot camp with industry experts, um, gemstone experts, things, uh, people in the jewelry industry, in the fashion yeah. industry. So then yeah. they give us our assignments. We get there, we meet, socialized. Okay, time up. Uh, socializing only at night. Then the next day we get our assignments. It was a three-day yeah. camp. Okay. So then we're given uh, leather, yeah. um, kanga, le- which they call lesu here. And uh, like other add-ons, findings, okay. anything you yeah. can find. And then, you know, then you do your thing. You come up with your concept, explain it, you know, get your muse, all that stuff. Yeah. So then I had, there's this friend, he's really good. Then it's time for him to yeah. present his product. So he, yeah. me, I'm on the jewelry side, so I have a different mentor. We're only like three in jewelry. Fashion had like 16 so yeah. then him, in my opinion, he was the best when he came to fashion as a whole. Yeah. I loved his aesthetic. He's this he he does he's not scared to try anything. He yeah. comes up with an, an idea, he believes in it, he does it. He doesn't second guess, he just goes. And so because he's like that, eh, he's really f- he just he's fast at bringing out his you know, idea. his idea, yeah. yeah. But then he had this mentor who is uh, he's really pensive. She's like, this doesn't make sense. If I don't move this here, people won't, you know. So then she completely changed his product, his final outcome. So then as I asked him, so why did you change? He uh, so he he came to me because he saw I really believed in his stuff. So then he asked for my opinion, and I told him I I completely disagree with what you've done. Like you've changed literally uh, almost everything. Now it looks like her piece. So then I told him if. If I were you, I'd, li- I'd actually put everything back on, but then I'm not your mentor. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to offend your mentor. I know because we went for this thing because it's supposed to be also a funding thing. Mm-hmm. 
you don't want her to not recommend you because she feels like you're big headed or if you feel you, you know better more yeah, than I can her. Imagine. Yeah, politics. Yeah. So then, uh, he did his thing, but then is that's where his 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 uh his idea died because he completely scratched, he completely let go of his aesthetic mm. because of someone else's opinion. Ah, okay. Yeah. So then, for me, in that moment, when I looked at his work, he wasn't an amazing designer because okay. he completely lost it. Yeah. So for me, I've completely forgotten what I was talking about. Yeah, oh yeah. So that's how Ruka came. That's what I was saying. It yeah. I went for the I was saying I went for that uh, as fly butterfly but came out of it as Ruka by the time I was going back. Uh so the name is freedom. You know, freedom to do what you want. Uh just basically to be you because with design that's the best way to shine. Okay. Yeah, so basically, I just, that's just what Ruka is about. Embracing, you know, authenticity. Because freedom is authenticity. It is. Yeah, Yeah, if you're just like your authentic you, then that's actually essentially freedom. It's like camp, the Met Gala. Camp and Met Gala. That's what their theme was, camp. It was about freedom. The b- actually the best the best designers embrace freedom. That's just the thing, cause I've realized like when I look at let's say Calvin Klein's collection, yeah. for that's his estate. You know, clean lines. Yeah. You know, he'll do like that white shirt and yeah. like a black pencil skirt. Yeah. That's his es- his aesthetic. And yeah. every time he'll do the same thing, even if he brings in some like a, a twang to yeah. make it different. But you can see his aesthetic in yeah. all his work. Yeah. And when it's him. He does really well because it's Calvin Klein. That's what he likes. So he does it so well that people believe in him and buy his ideas. But if someone like me gets up and says, okay, now I'm going to be like Virgil Abloh. Not because it's my style, but because, you know, it's It's trendy. The trend thing, then I won't won't really make a lot of myself. But if I do it because it's my aesthetic, then people believe in you. Yeah, that's what Ruka is about, freedom. Cool. So how's it mm. so far? How's it going? How is the business of selling? The earrings? business of selling. Earrings mm. and the, and the how, like, how's it so far? So how's far. the journey so far? And yeah, um, as, as a hustling entrepreneur who makes jewelry. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, the design part is exciting. Yeah. Being a young entrepreneur is not easy. Yeah, it's kind of because you, when you're starting a start, when when you're a startup, or basically usually you're doing everything. Sure. You're the designer, you're the maker, yeah. you're the procurement person, sure. <laughs> you're the salesperson, yeah. the finance, you're everything. Yeah. So it's kind of hard, but the part, of course, I'm most uh, passionate about is design. But then I need to draw. You need to draw the line between like, you need to realize when you're just designing and designing and designing and you're not making money <laughs> yeah and you know you need to draw the line you yeah, need to find a way to yeah. balance it but it's 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 picking up okay. it's it's picking up i think it's picking up more because i'm showing people that um if you look at my post on social media yeah. i'm showing people that they need to if you like if you look at my brand yeah. you need to embrace the fact that 
we are a, a design brand mm-hmm. we're not just making stuff we're not getting strings and putting beads on them you know yeah. we have a process yeah. we come up with a concept you yeah. know think about it go through it mm-hmm. and then we just churn out the stuff you know just sketches anything yeah. all my statement pieces have a story okay I don't see the point of making a statement piece if it's just going to be like blah there in your showroom <laughs> without a story. It makes yeah. no sense to me. Sure. Um, by the time I come up with a collection, even when the pieces are not statement, yeah. there's actually a story behind it. Okay. Whether it's just like I was walking, you know, by the side of the road, I saw this white line. That's my story. Yeah. You like take it or not, whatever, but that's the fun part for me, yeah. coming up with it's the concept. That's the part I enjoy the most. Okay. Um, with regard to like let's say churning out the repeated stuff for sales yeah. i enjoy it as long as i'm doing something i'm churning out things uh, or products which i love okay. i don't mind repeating them, repeating as long as, as, long as it's a con something i came yeah. up with and i was in love with it okay. then then i love it and then of course i'll get to some point sometimes when i'm like i'm so s- fed up with crap i need new stuff and then after at, at some point you a month later you're like oh my gosh that thing i designed was just the best thing in life i need to talk about it again on social media yeah. so you have those boots but you know of course in business um there are times you're down you feel like man what the hell am i doing i'm yeah. like a fish in like this huge pond do i even know what i'm doing but that's just the thing when you're passionate about what you do yeah, the so money will come. So you mentioned something very interesting. Mm. That I think people are going to listen to this podcast. I, I, I mean, I was always looking for answers. Is the idea of how you build it, the, the sort of iron in the, or like the fish that is swimming upstream kind mm. of, yeah, of yeah. environment. How mm. you as Claire, are you dealing with it? Like how are you sort of coping? What's like your, what are the tricks up your sleeve? In terms the of tricks up my sleeve. Coping mechanisms. Not, not coping mechanisms, but mm. basically how you're either embracing it. What's my secret is what you mean. It's not a secret, I would mm. say, but like, like as you, what's working for you? In terms what's of working for me? With the, the, the slight moment of maybe self-doubt mm. or slight moment of over them. So alone, non yeah. getting the plot mm. or, yeah. or like, oh, I am such a loser. I've not mm. sold anything. Yeah. No one likes my stuff mm. because the other people making stuff may not be jewelry, but mm. other things mm. get it. So, you as Claire figuring that stuff out okay for me the biggest thing i actually already said it the biggest thing for me is um just you know you just for me the biggest thing self-doubt you just it needs to be it's like an for me it's like an on and off switch the it's so easy to just get up and be like, okay, I want the lights on. You turn the switch on. Mm-hmm. I want them off. You switch it off. Mm-hmm. It's really easy. For okay. me, I know it's something I've mastered. Okay. Where if, because there are a lot of things I've wanted to do in life. Yeah. And people are like, calm down, slow down. What are the odds? And me in my head, I'm like, are you, are you kidding? So for you, that's what you want in life and you're satisfied. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing. The thing with me yeah. is I think I just don't believe I can't have what I want. That's the uh, that's the thing with me. That's so it, that's it's a trigger for me. For you it is it is not it's not really a condition of other people's sort of opinions. Yeah. It's really I don't care do about I people's want. opinions, it's about what I want. It's, like it's that so it's that's that's where the you take the self doubt thing gets trampled on by just believing in yourself. Because 
in my opinion, if you believe in yourself, no, you can't be rejected. If you put an idea out there, people can just smell doubt. Have you realized? Me, I've, I've actually seen it live when you don't believe in yourself. Even when you like put an idea on social media or you're, you're uh, putting yourself out there, even your words or even just a statement on social media, if you put it out, I just, when me, I can tell that someone put it on, took off their internet, uh, you know, covered their eyes, and they're like, I'm never going to open Facebook again, never again, because they've posted something. Yeah. Me, for me, it's an on and off switch. The minute I feel self-doubt creeping in, eh, yeah. I get my phone and like a lunatic, I start posting. Because ah, so when I do that... Mm. So you're basically the kind of person of like, let's say you feel doubt, so you're just going it's to... It's like a curtain. Yeah, but basically you're going to force yourself through that curtain. I like yeah, like I force myself... Like to that yeah, I force myself if I have any feeling of self doubt. It's like, you know, like when you let's have you like you know when you give this public speech. You did the creative asylum thing on yeah, Thursday at Pretoria. Yeah. Um, when you're standing in front of people, what you what you, what does it feel like? Like yeah. before you go normal. up there, Ec- normal. <laughs> okay, it's normal for you. But mm-hmm. the first time you did it, what did it feel like? I don't know. Just anxious. Anxious. But then when it was time to do it, weren't you like, what the hell? I either do it or I don't. Yeah, true. Th- you, you're like, yeah. but the people who actually get up there and shiver, and let's say pee on themselves, are the ones who don't turn that switch off. They get up there and they're like, oh my God, there are so many people. But if you just get up and say, I either do this or fall flat on my ass, yeah. may I choose to do it? Because I rem- that's how I've always been. When I, when I was even younger, I remember we had this, uh, we had to give this speech. Yeah. No, we did this Martin Luther, you know his speech, I have a dream, a mm. dream, blah, blah, blah. So as my friend, he was called Jamie. Mm. He was supposed to be Martin Luther King. And then us who were just the crowd, you know, the people on the side. So then my teacher yeah. was behind me. He's one who came up because every week different classes would do plays. Yeah. Ours was Martin Luther King. Yeah. So then he hears me from yeah. the back saying, yeah. I would rather like die nine times over before Martin Luther King. Then he just told me, Claire, you're Martin Luther King. Jamie, take Claire's position. And we had like five days to the play. Yeah. We'd been doing it, practicing for like two weeks. I was like, good Lord. (laughs) I can't do this. I can't do it. I'm like, I am going to, I I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm going to die. Because I'm going to stand in the theater in front of everyone and not be able to say, first of all, there's this thing, annoying thing where everyone keeps saying, like, why why do you speak like that? You know? Then I'm having to stand in front of everyone, like hundreds of people, and give this speech. Mm-hmm. Then I told him, he was called Mr. Bishop. I yeah. told him, Mr. Bishop, I can't. He told him, I don't c- He told me, I don't care. You're going to be Martin Luther King. There is your script. Go and s- uh, study that speech. Uh, top to bottom, finish it, and then come. He wanted me to practice it in front of him in the morning. And you know, my friend Jamie, he was really confident. So he didn't get why I was shivering or so scared. Honestly, he was dying of laughter. I think he was pretty happy that I said what I said. Yeah, yeah, because now I because him, I don't think he chose the role. I think they told him to do it. So now they were telling me to do it. Yeah. So then the day of the speech comes. Of course, I thought I sucked. I used to practice it in front of Karina. Then the day comes. I'm shivering like a chihuahua. 
But then when it was time for me to kill your speech, I was like, what the hell? I either do it or I don't. So on and off, switch. So then I just get on, I do it. And it was surprising because after parents were asking my teacher, who is that girl? Like, she's really, she did that speech really well. She's really good. She should look into doing drama more. But I was like, Mr. Bishop, please. I just did it because I had to, not because I wanted to. I either did it or I didn't. Yeah. And I, that was my first ever trial at public speaking. A- anything in public. Okay. And I was... I did it really well. Mm. O- of although I thought I sucked. Me mm. as a kid, I don't really remember how it went. Yeah. But according to people, I did really well. Okay. That's cool. Then it happened again when I had to pitch for Ruka. Um, uh, done. I have a problem with anxiety. Yeah. Uh, that's, why, that's why I choose to deal with it like that. Mm. You know, when you meet... If you've mo- met anxious people, if you... Let them keep going on the path of anxiety. They can th- you can destroy yourself. Like yeah. you end up with nothing. You s- you end you stand you at the end of the day you stand in there with nothing, no one around you, mm-hmm. feeling useless like crap. Yeah. That's why I choose to deal with it the way I do. Okay, because cool. I feel like I'm a, I'm an extremist like that. Because my anxiety is really bad. It's like that one you want that you it's it's really really I get. Like I freeze and I sit in like a corner and cry. That's the, that's the level of my anxiety. It's really really bad. But then the way I counter it is to be like I don't give a crap <laughs> what you think. Either way, if I sit here and cower, you laugh. I might as well do it and you laugh. Yeah. Who cares? At least I've done it. At least I've done it. Mm-hmm. So that it happened again when I had to pitch for Ruka. So then I remember. Um, was supposed to go for the lunch mm-hmm. that day. This now after the first thing we did the second one, mm-hmm. and then the second one was a pitching event. So yeah. you went for the pitching this event. Is the camp, the camp, the mm, yeah, the that's if you so the camp. Then you get shortlisted, yeah. and then you go for the pitching. Event. So then I come for the pitching event. Yeah. I'd prepared. My gosh, I'd prepped. We used to do like Skype calls with the team. They got like the team in in Tanzania yeah. to prep us. Uh, they tell us the amount we are allowed to ask for. Mm-hmm. When you're not allowed to go beyond this, these are just angel investors, all that. Because yeah. I had this friend who wanted to ask for like $200,000. I was mm-hmm. like, come on. <laughs> they are angel investors. Do you know what the term angel means? Even if you have it, yeah. No, n- angel investors don't give you $200,000. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Um, uh, no, they don't. Uh, you then you're not an angel investor. I'd be very shocked. Maybe but you'd be an angel. Maybe that's it. Depends. Maybe in what you're investing yeah. in, because like maybe if it's like really this high tech stuff, two hundred thousand would be an angel investment. But in like fashion and jewelry for Uganda, that's not angel. That's like a whopping. It's something else. So then they prep us, and then I'm like confident. I'm like I'm so ready for this. Uh, then we are going to TZ. So then we leave. I'm like, I'm so pumped. I'm ready. I, I take everything. I pack everything. Mm-hmm. Like, my pitch is on my laptop. I'm so ready. Then the day comes. So the night... Fi- so the first time we went, yeah. they're talking about industry leaders. are talking yeah. about the industry, what? Yeah. So, you know, it's fun. You know, selfies, pictures, you know, all that stuff. Because we're having a lot of fun. Yeah. And then, 
and then we were meeting different people from different places. So that w- that's always fun to meet different people. Yeah. Then, so then now we finish meeting. We've mingled. We socialized. We've talked to everyone. We've even talked to investors. Yeah. Then it's night time, and I'm trying to prep. So then I show, uh, one of the like let's say, one of the bigger people. Yeah. Who one of the bigger speakers? Then I show her my pitch. Yeah. Then she tells me clear. You have to change this completely. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> this is where my anxiety now kicks in. I'm going to just waste the biggest hole I can just crawl into and just sleep there all night until it's time to go back. Because now I'm not going to be able to do this. Now yeah, now at this back. point, yeah. now I'm in hyper anxiety. Yeah. I can't think. I can't I can't do anything. I'm just sitting there. I'm like a ball <coughs> of nervousness. So then I ask her. Because it was a question about, um, I think, my margin, something like that. Yeah. So then I see what she's saying, then I revise it. Yeah. So then, then she tells me, oh, bring down the amount as well. So then we go, th- now the day of the pitch has come. And I'm like, good Lord, t- today I am going to... T- t- I'm going to kill myself. I I can't do this. I can't. Because then, then after that, someone comes and says, you know, those who are meant to pitch, yeah. if you can't, if you're scared, you can sit on, it's okay. Stay that side. I was like, I'm not going to do that. that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not doing that shit. I'm going to be confident. I'm just going to get up and do it. So when everyone gets up, you know, they go, but me in your ball of nervousness, I'm there sitting at my laptop. You know, it's cold, but I, I swear, I think I was sweating. Yet it was freezing. And I could, I just, I couldn't think. So then we go up to the podium. Yeah. And then we're sitting, we're waiting. At, I think we were like four pitching. Yeah. Three, mm-hmm. four, we were four pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, There were other people pitching like in different, but we were all in a creative field. Yeah. But all these people who went before us, yeah. there were some who really sucked and some who were really good. Like, you see, it's chick going up there asking for a million dollars. And then she has asked for a million dollars. Her idea is let it deals with books and, you know, getting toward the child's mind and opening up their mind. Uh, so they've already got, like, $500,000 from other investors. You're like, man, how do people even do this crap? <laughs> and then... um. Other people, then other people go up, they suck, they murder them like the investors. I'm like, are like, like get, you're irritating me. Get off the stage. You don't even know what you're talking. It was horrible. Yeah. Like, it was, it was my version of Shark Tank. Yeah, my version of Shark Tank. So then, mm, I was the first to go in our fashion mm-hmm. group. I'm yeah. Kind of there. So yes. I went, I was. I've never been so shaken so much in my life. I'm telling you, I think even though you were like the on the moon, yeah. you could see my hand shaking. That's how nervous I was. Chihuahua, shaking, leaf. I, I just, I couldn't think. So when they said clear you up, when they said clear you up, switch. Like now, like it's like a curtain that just goes over me. When I have to do something, eh, I just, and especially if I want it, I just switch like this. Now I'm a totally different person. That's cool. It's not like an, I don't want to say it's an alter ego. That's, I think that's stupid. Like how those people go up there and they're like, I'm Sasha Fierce. No, I'm just Claire. 
but mm-hmm. when I when it's time for me to do something, I just do it. Mm-hmm. It okay. fear is not really a factor for me. I try and push it down. Okay. So when I go up there, do my pitch. I'm not shaking. By the way, now when they say clear is up, clear you up. Eh? Now I'm like as as firm as you yeah. as you can imagine. And I give my pitch. They ask the questions. I answer them. I'm not scared. Investors were impressed, and then I got funding. So that's when I actually realized I can actually do this. I can actually, because not only did I get funding, I was actually the only one who got funding in ah, that yeah group. in nice. my group. Nice. I was the nice. only one who I don't know if other people, let's say in the the creative field of let's say storytelling, are not got funding, mm-hmm. but in the fashion yeah, area, okay. I'm actually the only one who got funding. Well so it was a so that was i'm not saying to like toot because this is a i'm just trying to show people i mean because i was asking how you embrace like Mm. how you sort of deal with the self-doubt exactly Mm -hmm. now you see when i did that when you overcome that self-doubt there's always i don't say praise but there's always like a gift waiting for you at the end of it when i was martin luther king people said I did really well because yeah. I turned that switch. Yeah. When I pitched, I got the funding because yeah. I said, if you know, yeah, I, I turned the switch. Yeah. So f- for me, basically, it's just a thing of if you be, if you believe in yourself, there's no point of self-doubt. No one is going to believe in your idea if you don't believe in it. Okay. Mm, yeah. Cool. So because I just took that chance, yeah. things worked out. Cool. So yeah. how's this podcast going to start? Mm. Um, I guess I'm going to start to ask one crazy question. Mm-hmm. What life lesson are you? What life lesson do you want to leave with everyone in case they've like you've bored them the whole way? <laughs> yeah. Till here, like okay. what life lesson can they leave? My like life lesson, like like from all designing all this jewelry and trying to do cool things. Okay, yeah. my life is kind of cliche and boring, but I'll say YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> you only live once. Okay. You don't get up when you're like fifty with this shoulda woulda coulda mentality, you know. Just do anything that you know makes life worthwhile. So life, life, no regrets. Basically. No re ah uh-huh, exactly. Live yeah. life, no regrets. You know, you do your thing, cool. and then uh, if if it doesn't work out, at least you tried. Yeah. yeah. You can always get a job. You can always get a job. At least you tried. At least you tried. Yeah. People <laughs> always commend trying. You know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And we're wrapped.